Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Good day, good welcome, hello, hi. I do hope that you are feeling excellent. Welcome to another episode of The Emma Gunn Show. I am your host, Emma Gunn Awardner. And this episode is brought to you by you. This, if you are following me on Instagram, this episode is the result of one of those sticker questions. Hey, ask me a question. And I think I posed the question a couple of months ago, something like, who would you like me to get on the show? And I had so many responses. And the one that tickled me that made me laugh was a few people actually said that you would like a show containing, featuring containing, um, Caroline Hirons, Nadine Baggett and Trini Woodall all in the same space. Now, in order to do this, we had to get studio space so that we could have four mics and a decent setup. So logistically, it's take, it took a little while to put together, but it happened. <laughs> Dear listener, it happened. Careful what you wish for, careful what you ask for. I don't really know what to say about this episode other than you really did get, you really do get a sense of what it's like when the four of us are in a room together. I think that really is just what I can say. Structure-wise, I mean, it was tricky. It was tricky to implement any kind of structure. But also, I am the kind of interviewer who just likes things to take their natural course. I'm David Attenborough about it. And I did enjoy some of the interaction that was happening. So I just sort of sat back and engaged, but just didn't push it. And then, look... All I'm saying is it was a little like herding cats at times, but I love these women. They're brilliant women and you get a sense of what it is like to sit and have dinner with them, which is sort of what happened or lunch. You'll you'll see. Just crack on. It's it's a lot. It's a lot. So, you know, get a cup of tea, maybe get comfortable. Um, but it is brilliant because they are brilliant women. They're strong, brilliant, independent, funny, loud <laughs> women. I am one of them. I am loud too. So this is what you wanted. I really hope that you enjoy it. Um, Trini is obviously fantastic. Caroline is just good, good. Oh, she's just good. And Nadine is obviously typical Nadine. If you're a regular listener to the show, you will have heard them all on this podcast separately. So you'll know exactly what they bring to the table. But hopefully you also feel that we get to know them a little bit better in this episode because uh, we delve a little bit deeper at times. All I can say is that there is a, it really is a blend of the sublime and the ridiculous. And I hope that you enjoy what, what awaits you. Um, I'm going to, I'm just going to get into it. So here it is. So on the Emma Gunn show, the brilliant Nadine Baggett, 
the excellent Caroline Hirons and the wonderful Trini Woodall on the Emma Gunn Show. Links to follow them will be in the show notes as will everything that was mentioned. Um, I really sincerely hope you have as much fun listening to this as I had recording it. Enjoy. Do you want to close the window or not? No, I'm fine, quiet. And I'll swear. <laughs> the kid has just opened the A naked person has just opened the window. Have they? Mm. Anyway, go for oh, it. Let's stop recording. Um, thanks for joining me in this uh, very different environment. Do we have to sit like this? I don't think so. I can still hear you if you don't, but probably, yeah, closer to the mic, the better. Listeners, we're in a studio today, which is different from the usual setup of me just turning up and putting it on the floor literally or on the kitchen table or on the desk so Nadine Baggett's in the room hi <laughs> Caroline Hirons is in the room hello we've just had breakfast and a very mini debrief we're expecting our fourth guest who who's currently doing a live in, a taxi. in the back of a yellow taxi <laughs> guess who that's going to be people <laughs> but this this podcast actually has come out of um Question. What's It's brilliant. When you got Invisalign, you do what you got to do. That's how. Also, she has got are. beautiful teeth, so there you go. You do. I feel a tooth video coming on. Mm. No, thank you. No one needs to see that. How I got my perfect teeth. Um, this came out of one of those question thingies. You know the question sticker on um, Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Go on. Caroline's whining foam down. Trini just tried to call me. Oh, great. So she's downstairs. Um, it's, it's really easy to get into this building. I'm just going to crack on. So the questions, one of the um, questions that came in from listeners. Oh, here she is. Hello. <laughs> okay. Clunk. Um, Hi. Uh, are we already we're, on? We're on. We're Trini's on, just on, walked on. in wearing the most spectacular silver coat. I am just, I'm just like... I, I'm I think a, the coat is wearing Trini. Uh, the coat's probably wearing me because I, I can't... You know that's something when you love fashion so much that you're prepared to not be able to eat to wear it, so I cannot It will rustle on Mike, so you might want to take it off, my it's, darling. It's, it's, I love it. I mean, it's silver. It is silver, and I tried it on for... The Telegraph did a shoot, and I wore it on the cover, and I loved it. And then the woman said to me, it's... 17 million pounds I said forget it and I went to a sample sale and it was there and I said how much is it and they went 50 quid I went you kidding overpriced See, actually them. those kind That's of stories and it just down. gives me the rage it gives you the rage yeah. the rage of like you yeah. know I think what happened is nobody wanted to buy this so they didn't make it you can <laughs> really? understand because what designer I could is be it? a piece of chicken in some tinfoil no really. I like it yeah, but Caroline, you, you're a woman after my own heart I you'll go for neon, you'll go for the sparkle you can pull it off oh. I would just look like all sorts. Maybe you should take it off, actually, because you look like you've been arrested and you can't quite move your arms around the back. So. I could already be in the... Um, <laughs> in the straight jacket, <laughs> yeah, in the straight jacket. <laughs> but I have to say, I came here in my Trini London taxi, which I want to see after. I know, we saw and you I've got on my live. Whole wardrobe in oh. I've got so many... Gorgeous things. velvet this suit as well. She's revealed... Then, she's taken the jacket off to reveal a velvet suit and more sequins. And, and a crop top with a belly button. Well, no, it's not a crop top. It's because the top is so tight, I can't get the arms through it, so it's all ricocheting it up. So if I go down again and try and pull that off. Where's your velvet suit from? I really like oh, it. Really you nice. See, it's the first time Nadine's like something of mine from the high street. She's always looking... No, it's black. It's because it's black. Also, can I just say, I filmed with Trini yesterday and we had a little conversation about fashion 
custom rules because I had distressed jeans on and I think she was intimating that I was too old to wear distressed jeans. Then she intimated I was too old to wear a miniskirt. So guess what oh. I've got on today? Because oh. don't oh. tell oh. me work it, I can't it. wear it because I will wear it. I've got opaque tights on. But that's not a pussy pelmet that I was referring to. That's oh, a miniskirt. Oh, you just mentioned the words pussy pelmet. I like it. A pussy pelmet. I've got a few of those in my wardrobe as well. Yeah, that's it. Your daughter's going out. How do you help her to avoid the pussy pelmets? No, I just say I can see your ovaries. Go put some clothes on. Do you? You go right up the top. You You know, she leaves the house and then instantly rolls them away in a bag. Go and then puts back on what she wants. Now, luckily, she she appreciates a good jean. She is my child. Okay. (laughs) Distressed jeans, though. I I admire your gumption wearing those around Trini. Everything I had no idea that they were. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am distressed. <laughs> the most distressing in the back of that cab was my face. Don't worry, it wasn't my jeans. Very good light. I, I looked over it afterwards. It was great light. I said, "It was." I have that light tomorrow, please, and you can give the bad light to somebody else. Lighting is everything, which is why you're. I'm. You and I are probably quite distressed that the light is behind us. Yes. they are. They are lit. But They're luckily, this is a podcast. Yeah, we've got faces for radio today. Yeah. Yes, faces radio. I was going to bring somebody in, Chloe, in to film it because I thought it'd be quite mm. funny because I did a podcast yesterday with Joe Elvin and Jane. And I keep getting the name. It's it's called um, "Is It Just Me?" But that's mm-hmm. their podcast. And um, so Chloe filmed it. And people are funny about film podcasts because, mm-hmm. like, we want the podcast to go out first. But Chloe filmed it, and it was actually the most disgusting podcast ever. You mean as in well, just you know, a little bit rude? Not, there was quite a few rude subject matters. Yeah, really, very few rude subject matters. But, but the thing is, it was weird right to film notes. it. It was X-rated. Uh, I don't know if they're going to be able to put it out actually. Um, but it, it's um, <laughs> oh, no. it's the thing about when you see a podcast that where people are focusing their attention and their their um, everything about the words they're saying mm-hmm. and not the movement or. Anything, it's I, fundamentally I different from us because we're TV people, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. And so, whereas I'm perfectly happy sitting behind a desk. Oh, uh, you're pretty one person. You're yeah, pretty, you're pretty so happy on are camera. You not as a, well. Are you not a YouTuber? Do you not talk to camera beautifully? Yeah, but I do. But it's like totally on my own terms. <laughs> Totally on your own time. <laughs> okay. Also, if I see you okay. pop up on my feed one more time talking about a specific beauty brand, can I just? Say I've obviously, I've me. obviously liked this beauty brand, oh, and I'm now a, everywhere. I got, yeah, can I, I? What's the name of the beauty no, brand? No, don't do it. No, no, no. no, no, no. no. The whole thing is, I can't remember. No. I remember you and not the truth. This, that, but this is this is the irony of this. Is is you know, obviously, the whole world is run by robots, and so if you like anything, so I have things in my outbox at Netta Porter and Outnet, and everywhere I go on any site, they pop back up again yeah, to remind yeah, me to yeah, yeah. Yes. well now I've liked this beauty brand so everywhere I go there's a picture of Caroline oh, I, I am literally really being stalked by Caroline and this really beauty brand I hope it's fine my darling never enough never enough to be everywhere I do get it actually about two or three times a week what mine? Mm-hmm. Oh God, I'm so yeah. sorry. No, it's just it's interesting, and it's so no. The reason I liked it is because you're a mate, and I want to like your content, but I just don't want to be stalked by it for the next six no, months. I don't, I don't want to be stalked by it. It does it to me. And I really don't need to see that jumper and that bun again. I'd it was that. the jumper and the bun. I would rather that though than something that I might potentially buy. Like when Caroline comes up, oh, with cheese I'm not going to buy that stuff. <laughs> Oh, sorry. But, um, oh, ironically, I would. If I didn't get this stuff for free, I would no, that's join what this I mean, company. But what I get it. is like you know the, the corrective back thing that Nick Haste has bought, and I'm like, oh, I think I need one of those. Okay, no, so I stopped and watched. Oh, that. But can I just tell you, it was Beauty Pie. 
Yeah, I remember now. And actually, I did. So what we can say? Why the fuck can't we say? What uh, can we not be honest here? It's they're great products. Yeah. I really like their Japan. But also, I went back into Facebook when it started age appropriating my ads, oh, don't. and I went back in and took my age off mm-hmm. because do I want life insurance? Yep. Breast uh, augmentation? No, 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 no. Mine was incontinence pads. Oh. H R T and a funeral planning. Funeral I'm like, planning. I got and I was like, no, I'm sorry. I'm off. Fuck off. I'm taking my age out of this I, <laughs> stop scheduling my ads like I'm going to die or wet myself because but I have no plans of doing anything in the near future the like is, that it is what's interesting is every company now in their ad campaigns all they're doing is they're giving Mark Zuckerberg another private jet so all these yeah. this money is going into Facebook to do these ads and it's very very difficult now then you want to target somebody Targeting, so being the brand that will be in front of that, being the brand that will be in front of that, costs you so much more money. So all these companies who have relied 100% on that are now in a position where uh, even going for investment for second or third rounds, businesses that are building up, and if they show sort of over 70% of how they get their customers through Facebook, people are getting less interested in investing because they're thinking it's going to crash and burn because but it's, it's going to become... No, but it's going to become so <clears throat> expensive to get in front of that person and advertise to them because... That's uh, what they you, do. They give it to you cheap and then they charge you for it. I, it's strict, strictly business. But it's it, like no, but it's not even a question of giving cheap. I think it's more that... I think our vision 10 years ago, like how I absorbed what I what I decided to buy in my life was magazines at the hairdresser, mm-hmm. magazine subscriptions, mm-hmm. um, TV advertising, small amounts, mm-hmm. um, TV friends, editorial content, amount, yeah. you know, so there was this very broad vision and people could try and get to me through any of those things. And now that is more tunnel. I have not picked up a magazine in two years. You really? Know? Yeah, Caroline I, I, I is really the only person my, I know. I, well, I follow, yeah. I, I, I Ironically, read your posts. That's oh. the only way I read hello. And I it's love the best. It. It's so thing. fucking I have good. staff I've got, members. I've got a current, new bingo now. I have current and ex staff members of Hello, which is where I worked obviously for 18 years secretly DMing me going this is everything that every member of staff thinks but is too frightened to say about oh, hello I'm just gonna do it even more it's now. just yeah. genius no it's never like, stop please it's, it's never stop people are it's like great. can you do it with gratitude okay and I'm like no hello it's is not its the same special. it's in its, it's, it's, it's own world it's its own yeah. and I did I revised the bingo one of my readers did a hello hello with Hiren's bingo and I just tweaked it and made it bigger on an A4 so I could literally tick off the boxes. And that, that, One day, can we one. all do it live? One of my yeah. favourite things, though, is when you're going through the party pages at another party we couldn't afford to, we're not rich enough to be at. A party yeah. or too poor to attend. Too poor yeah. to attend. Yeah. Trini's <laughs> usually there. <laughs> I have. Where have I last been in Hello Magazine? But Trini's like, slumming I, it with us today. I have not been out, literally, to a party for about a year. Too busy building a business via Facebook. I, I, and I go out once a week or at lunchtime with my partner and I might go out every three weeks, one night, and that's it. We must that's do it. another day at that Italian restaurant, which, by the way, is some of the best food I've ever eaten around Lucia's the corner from you. Road. Really yeah. good. Yeah. Really good. Not that he'll give me a cheaper bill, but Should anyway. Should get a word in edgeways here? Sorry, yeah, Emma. I feel a bit like yeah, yeah, Emma. No, I just need it. Actually, I've been wanting a morning off. This is fabulous. So, four, well, four strong women around a table, around a podcast, um, Mike. Uh, someone's vibrating. You need to put it on now. Who that is? I'd like to permanently vibrate with some transcendental meditation, frankly. Yeah. Did you do transcendental meditation? When I was 19 and having a bit of a bad time in life, I thought, will TM fix it? But it lasted three weeks. Did it give you... I like a bit of vibration, but it has nothing to do with meditation. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, for God's sake, that didn't take long, did it? Yeah. Did, it did you get your own special word? 
Uh, I did get my own special word. Yes, I did. I'm thinking very seriously about doing it, mainly because... Well, it sounds like you've done it already if you know your own special word, Emma. No, I just read the blurb on the website. Right. Is this a 26 Herberts? <laughs> no, maybe. No, no, that's over do soon. Yeah. Ask Ben about it. Ask ben. Oh, your Ben, does he do it? Well, he's... He, yeah, he's, he's really? In a, yeah, he's in a big, massive self... Not self-help, self... Uh, what's the word? Improvement. Not, improvement is probably better, yeah. OK. Well, um, um, I listened to an interview with Bradley Cooper... And he said that after he started transcendental meditation, he in a, in his dream in a dream he saw the opening scene of A Star Is Born, and that was the starting point for that movie. Yeah, because he'd seen it in 1976. <laughs> sorry. Also, Bradley I'm Cooper is a sorry. knob. No, I'm not saying Bradley Cooper's a knob. Oh, no, I am. Like, I said. That. Oh, <laughs> oh, sorry. I quite like him. I, I like Bradley Cooper. I like him in Hangover Cure. I did, like, I'll hang over. Oh, you love a trashy yeah, movie. Yeah, I love a trashy movie. Bridesmaids, my favourite trashy movie of all time. Oh, best too, it's too, too oh. close to the bone for me, Bridesmaids. Why did it you has, vomit it, at a wedding? It has a couple of brilliant scenes. The, the, okay, here's the thing. Too much information. Yeah, but the can... scene where the mum on the plane is talking to the other one about how she has sons and she cracked a sheet the other day, that was my life for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Caroline is now putting lip gloss on. She's yeah. just taken tablets. She's, she's, yeah. she's, hey girls, there's no she's camera had, here. So she's had breakfast. She's flossed her teeth. Lost my teeth. The Invisalign is going to go back in in a minute. No, I don't think I will because it might make me a bit lippy. But you're very They're looking very good, free. Caroline. Yeah. And I've just yeah. taken them just out. out to have a breakfast. Looking beautiful. They really How are looking good. How many years are you going to have them? Oh, I'm nearly done and then I'm going to get them whitened. And my, my, doctor, my dentist said, what shade? And I said, one shade whiter than John Jovi. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> have you got to have the, the retainers at the back? The oh, I'm yeah. sure I will, because yeah, yeah. the bottom teeth are the ones that yeah. are a problem. I don't mind. Sorry, Emma, do you Sorry, want to get Emma. back to yeah. what this well, is about? Let's not talk about oh, look, a teeth. squirrel. Where are we at? <laughs> <laughs> it's because Trini's wearing sparkles. Everyone's distracted. But Trini's yeah. always in sparkles. I'm true, immune to it now. True. true. My whole cab at the moment is full of sparkles. Can I, I, I have like eleven sparkle outfits. You sure. just stand next to her, and the light reflects onto you. Oh yeah. yeah I can actually go. It's like a human disco ball. Look, I can be <laughs> Caroline's light. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That was a Tatler shoot. Yeah, not not my first time, can you tell? Right, so strong, independent women around the table. Um, On recent podcasts, I've had loads of feedback from people about how they have been very inspired by a lot of the guests on here are women talking about how they've either set up businesses or how they've come back from pain or adversity or what have you. And I thought, this came out of the Instagram live, I think I started saying that about 25 minutes ago, where somebody <laughs> said, where I Sorry, said... Sorry, Emma, we'll be quiet now. <laughs> well, not kind of the point, but yeah. Um, where I said, who would you like me to get on the show? And several people said, Nadine, Caroline, Trini, all in the same episode. So this has actually been a little bit in the making. But Trini, you have established and run your own business pioneering in the beauty industry or stackable pots you've got a yellow taxi outside yeah <laughs> just I'm deciding not to kind of promote myself as I travel through London <laughs> um, but it is I think for me it was that sense when I started it I was already 50 mm. and I'd had probably three careers up to that point so I dabbled in um, commodity trading which I was absolutely terrible at and tried to be a man didn't work out then I did sort of PR-y things and then I fell into um, being you know having a column in the Telegraph and doing telly so I kind of knew I'd always wanted to have something that 
that be- there was a brand, mm. you know, that I could kind of physically see all the time that, that people would have, even when I was asleep, they'd be doing things with that. Mm-hmm. There's something incredibly exciting about that. And then I'd always kind of, you know, stack my little pots and done my makeup like that. And I just, you've got to do, I think when you're doing something where it's going to take all your energy, you've got to have such an unwavering sense that this is what I want in my life, I need, I use. It's got to come from your core. Mm-hmm. And I think that you need that. And especially if you're not 30 doing it because you're driving. I now have a, like a team and there's about 20 people in my office, but about 12 of them are under the age of 26. Their children. And their children. I even have my nephew in there <laughs> who's 18, who's like the most irritating company mascot ever. Oh, is this uh, Luke? I'm no, this is Luke. No, Ross would be insulted if you said he was that age. But anyway, Ross is now his boss. But, but Luke, red-headed mad boy... And Is that Luke who we filmed with yesterday? Well, Luke we filmed with yesterday. And what's interesting about him, he came in, and apart from trying to chat up every boy, girl and everything and, and ruin our lovely manic office, he's actually incredibly good at quite a few things. And so I every day I've, I have to hold my tongue when I want to say, Luke, you're not all on to do, to do that, because then you'll come out with something. And I'll think, fuck, he's right. You know, just a little... <laughs> it could be technical stuff, but so... Having the energy to drive that team, you need to live and breathe. You can't half ass it. You can't half ass it. And it's exhausting. And it can be exhausting. So so, I don't think there are many people who've worked as hard as you have in the last year. I think many people do, Nadine, but I think I do it publicly. (laughs) You know what I mean? I think many, many women do, and many women who start a business, you know, it can be incredibly difficult. I've had a couple of businesses that have crashed and burned, so Mm -hmm. it's just, you know, it's very difficult to do it. And think... And also, the hardest thing, if it's kind of growing really quickly and you have one bad day in mm-hmm. sales or something, to not think, oh, my God, my business is Don't collapsing, but to realize, actually, look at all these women using the product. Look how many 20,000 customers you've got mm-hmm. in a year, and they're all using it. And just then, that makes me think, okay, so it's to look at the big picture, to look at the medium, and to kind of be aware of the immediate things you've got to do, but not let them drive your direction. Well, this is another thing about this particular group of women, because I have Caroline and Nadine specifically on a WhatsApp group, and I feel like that group keeps me sane, because I work for myself, I create, I make my own living. Can I be on that WhatsApp group? No. We can can have our own. But we'll do a separate one, because there's way too much... It's just way it's too much history and shit on that. There's if a I look lot back of swearing. <laughs> you won't okay. see the history and, be- and beauty inside herself. Yeah, wouldn't it's you? Wouldn't really actually yeah. for you, Trini? <laughs> Why are you, are you uh, slagging some things off? No, never, no, never. But so, <laughs> getting back to the point quickly before we go into that particular chat history, I feel that I need my women around me, my yeah. strong, independent yeah. women who've been there. And if I'm having a, a weird day. Nadine, you'll sometimes say to me, if I if I told you this time a year ago that you'd have this problem, you, you would have been like, fine. That's my most common thing I say to you, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I always say, you have to look back a year and think, if you could imagine in a year's time you would be where you are now, you'd be so chuffed with yourself. But it's hard to... Mm. You're always looking forward to the next challenge. And I think that's one thing that all four of us have in common is we very rarely pat ourselves on the back and say, look where we've come. We're just constantly thinking, right, where's the next mountain? I just need to scale that next mountain. And I think it's occasionally when I say to you, as I just said to you, you are without a doubt one of the hardest working women I know, your first 
instinct was not to say, yes, I am. It was to say, but I'm sure a lot of everybody does it, but I'm sure they don't, Trini. Yeah. Well, I, I think... But I do know that every brand owner does that. Yeah. And every obsessive brand owner I know does that Yeah, as and well. everyone, woman in different industries. And, you, you know, in all our ways, we do that. We give it our all. That's why we're sitting together in this room and having a bit in common, because we feel that sense of drive. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of... It is so important to take that moment, mm-hmm. you know, and I just... The it's thing I need to, to learn every day is take that moment. Of That's just, why I think you have to build a nest of strong women around you who help you with Yeah, because I think you can also become quite isolated when you grow a business in that you don't see so many of your friends. So, like, mm-hmm. I realised between when I was pre-launching it and when I launched it, I gave a lunch for my girlfriends for my birthday and I realised I hadn't seen any 16 of them apart from one in that whole year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. And I just thought to myself, I've got it because... We don't, you know, people before, or maybe this is just me, but people before would use the phone more and and people don't use the phone so much Mm. now because they feel they might be interrupting and it's kind of weird to make a phone call. I never thought we'd get to a place where we might think it's weird to make a phone call. And the joy of the unexpected phone call is that somebody would catch you at a moment when maybe you weren't going to call them up to say, I'm feeling shit. And they'd say, you don't sound great. What's going on? And it gave a moment for you to actually be honest and Mm. say, I'm not feeling great and ask for help. And so... When it's all by text or email, you have the opportunity to sort of not perhaps reveal as much that you might think, I'm having a really difficult day. And then you don't end up sharing that difficult day with enough women. So that's where I'm at. So that's why I said, can I join your WhatsApp group? Because <laughs> because I lack that. And sometimes if you have women in a very different space and have a different pace of life, it's hard to share it with them. I'm making another WhatsApp group as we speak. Okay. It's fine. But it's, it is no. the thing that, that I, I do notice that change in, in how we communicate. Mm-hmm. And it does affect. It's quite strange because if I, it is true, my best friend lives in Leeds. And if I, we WhatsApp, and if I call her, she answers the phone and says, What's wrong? Because she, that's our level of communication now is. And, uh, you know, if you're texting someone, the tone, if you say, I'm having a bad day, the tone could be, Someone's just died, Mm -hmm. or I just got spilt my coffee and stuff. 80% of communication is non verbal. So you can't hear the tone of voice. Yeah. You're kind of you don't, and then you, you if you are going to send a message, you don't want to seem dramatic. We're all we're all sort of built in to not be drama queens, you mm-hmm. know, unless you're 16. And um, and so it, it's it's strange how you know 20 25 years ago my entire life was on the phone, yeah. mm. and now it's looking mm. at the phone. Mm. Well, you see, I'm one of the few people that still phones. Well, it's good you phone. I, I do phone, and I think I phone because I have long nails and mm. I'm terrible at texting. <laughs> and in the end, I just get so annoyed with first, myself, yeah. and I just go, "Oh fuck it, I'm going to ring yeah. somebody." And I can almost hear them looking at the phone, going, "What the hell is Nadine calling about?" And I go, so "I'm you, sorry." Weirdly, if you called me, I wouldn't think there's anything wrong. Because I know, <laughs> no, because you're a, you we're know phone me. people. Yeah. Because we're phone people, and then I automatically. <laughs> just say but the first thing you do when you phone somebody is you apologize for phoning them you go i'm terribly sorry to phone but i'm just useless at texting can we just talk or in the case of this one over here guns we facetime and then i always apologize for the way i look (laughs) i love a bit of facetime i think this is something that it's interesting how we use instagram to let people know how we're feeling so my daughter who lost her dad four years ago yesterday um i said to her at the weekend do you want to go to the you know the um the crypt and go mm-hmm. and see him mm-hmm. she said i don't I, I don't know she's scorpio very like that and she's well and happy but there's one area she doesn't talk about it so mm-hmm. then gorgeous post on her yesterday. instagram she put a post a picture of her self and her dad saying i miss you every day with a heart Ugh. and i just thought mm. 
So then I thought, I want her to know how much I get about her dad too. And weirdly, the way that she could see that... You posted is I posted it. I know, it's lovely. Normally, mm-hmm. I wouldn't post because I'd feel it's quite a private thing, but I post it and tagged her because I wanted her to know that that was the kind of way. And it's weird how that's the communication. So I'm having communication with my daughter so she knows how I'm feeling about something through an incredibly public platform Mm -hmm. of Instagram. And then also friends of mine who I hadn't spoke to ages then sent me messages because they saw what day it was, whereas I hadn't shared with anyone Mm. what day it was. See, so enough, it's just interesting. I was, I was at different generations yeah. and how they and communicate. You had your, I was you at had my mother's funeral yesterday, oh. and so were you close to her, Caroline? Really close. Yeah, yeah we sort of yeah. don't get me started. So, okay. but but we, I was the only sort of my kid, my Max put a post up, and everyone in the family was like, "Oh God, Max's post," because obviously it's such private. Um, when she actually passed away, because you know the funerals, if you're not Jewish or Muslim, it takes four years to actually bury someone yeah. in, in England, um, and I said to my husband, I'm, I'm not going to put anything up publicly because it's not my mum. Yeah. You know, I was very respectful of the fact it's his family, although they're very much my family. I mean, I've known her for 30 years. Yeah. Ultimately, it was about my husband and my kids. You know, I, I was sort of third in the tree because it's their grandmother and his mum. But what was weird for me was not sharing that because I do share quite a bit. And if mm. it was my mum, I would have put a picture up and said, you know, my mum's passed away, I'm going offline, da-da-da-da-da. But only really as an acknowledgement that people... The other thing was, in our case is... If you don't put something up, people assume it's much, much worse, like it's one of your children or, yeah. you know, something, you know, and God knows it was as pr- pretty much as bad as it could get. You know, I'm not in any way trying to take away from it. But I do think when you're talking about Lila, there is a, that is how they communicate. And I have this mm. ongoing laugh, just to lighten the tone, yeah. as a mother with parents that I see new parents God bless their souls they know nothing (laughs) on social media saying I limit my child's iPad time I'm like well actually what you're doing is cutting off their social interaction because that is when you're dead and gone and even in 20 years when they don't care about you and they or 15 years when they don't really want to know you this is how they communicate and I say to people all the time when they have babies have you bought your child's domain name and they go what? (laughs) Oh, I love that. I own Abraham Irons, Max Irons. I own all their domain. Well, I don't. I gave it to them. Because what if 10 years they want to communicate, they want to own their own name? Yeah. This is how they communicate. Mm. It's technology, you know? So I think... But then there is also a reason why that entire generation is full of anxiety and FOMO and stress and depression. But you know, because that's the... No, I think that's the generation above Nadine. Teens are totally on it. The 20-somethings are the ones that are screwed. They're yeah, the ones I with agree the with you. But I think I it's because they don't understand how empowering sitting one-on-one or in a group of people mm. is. So that's real communication and, that's problem, and that's real bonding and real strength. Can I just say something? I think that that's a... Misnomer, not misnomer, when we're at Song Nadine. But, so Lila's 15 and, you know, she will be watching Modern Family with me, playing with Sims on her laptop yep. and on Snapchat. Mm-hmm. And a part of me is thinking, please don't divide your brain that much because then every little bit's going to have a little bit less. But that's how her brain is wired. You can see people in Korea, they have a sort of withdrawal unit they used to have for mm-hmm. teenagers in Korea for, for their brain moving the pattern of the brain because it's so much of, of our yeah. short-term memory is being used for certain things mm-hmm. so we can't remember things so well. But that's kind of how it is right now. And with Lila... She has the strength of friendships, even more so than when I was her age, because she's much more confident than I was at her age, at school, that are physical friendships. And, you know, I, I don't know if it's because she goes to a boarding school, not a day school, mm-hmm. but there's a real 
so they spend a lot of time together. A lot of time together, and I went down for her birthday, and they'd sort of put photocopied pictures of her all along the corridor, and then we all did a cake together. And, and, you know, I just felt the love for her, and she has the depth of friendships that we might have with Mm. other women, and they still communicate. You know, she'll she'll do 20 things on Snapchat. In three seconds. In three seconds, because Snapchat, you know, if you want to keep up on the BFFF and keep that record unbroken, you need to keep through your thread. (laughs) And that's just a way of communicating. Yeah, yeah. No. but but and so it's the same in her female friendships are rock so solid. Strong. Rock yeah. solid. They're, they're fine. I think it's once you leave school or and go to work and go to work or live with your boyfriend. That's when females in particular become get the FOMO and mm-hmm. get the, the and and I I look at Twitter and more Twitter than Instagram because Twitter tends to be where people moan about Instagram, which makes me laugh. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's so but, true. Our <laughs> hearts are still with Twitter, yeah. aren't they, Caroline? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not a Twitter. I was never a tweeter. But no, I look really. at Twitter and I see all these people in there. Sort of, there's a general age group, but you know, it, it is a little bit millennial, and I don't want to generalise, but it is a little bit. So millennial. we're talking what twenty twenties to early. 30s? To early thirties, you are yeah. kind of stuck. So you know, you either they kind of probably thought that do I embrace it or don't I embrace it, and then they don't embrace it and they don't do it as well as the people that are younger than them. Like yeah. Ava, I remember really in the early days, Ava showing Jonathan's Coney Jolie how to Snapchat and what it was, and he was just like, I don't know what you're doing. And she was like, Oh, oh my God, you're so old! Boom, 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 boom. You know. Mm-hmm. So I just mm. think it's, um, I think teenagers get a bad rap. And the majority, obviously, there's beef. You know, they're teenagers. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't have a raging hormonal teenage? You know, mm-hmm. but they have their circle of friendship is so strong. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's almost like you have a big, really good circle of friendships. You maybe retain one or two that you're still friends with when you're our age. But that messy, murky land in your twenties, I would never go there again if you paid me. No. And no, also, I, when I grew up, I went to also to a boarding school, and all like fifty percent of my friends lived in other countries. So I'd never see them during holiday, didn't know what they were doing. Lila is every single day communicating with every single one of her friends, whatever yeah. they are. Yeah. You know, she's never not communicating with them. I think it's like when people kind of hate Facebook. I love Facebook because mm-hmm. I know there are 200 people on there that I would have lost touch with who I've worked with in retail in London who all moved back to where they're from, Australia. Yeah. LA, mm-hmm. you know, I've got friends all over the world yeah. who, yeah, you, they, you may not have a birthday dinner and invite them, but you would stay with the kind of people, that, you know, the kind of relationships where <clears throat> you don't go on holiday together, but they would be gutted if you died. You know, it's yeah. kind of like yeah, yeah, a yeah, yeah. land. <laughs> that in between description yeah, I like that very much too <laughs> so we've got Trini starting her own business and for you Caroline it's you are constantly having to juggle plates not juggle plates spin plates mm. I feel feels like juggling plates actually. <laughs> you're, because you're constantly giving to brands you have, you have your channel you're a brand consultant you do a lot and you said something really interesting Trini that I want to ask all of us about which is about trying to trying to be a man because running your own business, some of those qualities, and when I had Alison Hong on the show recently, I sort of tentatively said to her, you know, to be a woman in business, do you have to have masculine qualities? And she said, you have to have successful people qualities. But some of those can sometimes be defined as being a bit more masculine. So have you ever been labelled a ball breaker? And at what point did you say, I'm unapologetically direct, I'm unapologetically good at what I do, and I'm going to say it how it is, and that does not make me a ball breaker? When I became a consultant. When I realised that actually I'd had a couple of years of my decisions were right, but the brand had gone the other way and what I said would happen had happened. And I Mm -hmm. thought, I am good at what I do. I do know what I'm talking about. And the only reason you're not paying attention to me, I think, could be because I'm female (laughs) and could be because I'm your employee. Mm -hmm. So then now I, you know, people pay me to tell them how they're fucking up. (laughs) (laughs) 
or hopefully before they <laughs> to, fuck to up. To be fair, it's yeah. not a lot of mine is much more business strategy, but I will tell them if they are. You know, mm. I've, I know I've saved brands thousands and thousands of pounds, tens of thousands, where I've spotted something that they were just rolling with because they didn't realise the implications, or you know, or I've been honest about a product and said actually this is a bit shit, mm. and then they've tested it and found out that labs were ripping them off and it wasn't what they thought it was, mm. and but the brand is surrounded by employees and yes people were saying oh no I love it it's the best thing I've ever used and I was like no it's not but speaking <laughs> your mind that's a muscle that takes a while to develop I d- I've definitely had it and you know I've we won't name it but I had an experience this year where I was banging my head against a brick wall and in the end just went I give up but I was giving and the, the dean in- and I were ready to set fire to the building <laughs> <laughs> it's local to me. It would have been easy. <laughs> what are we talking? No, no, I'll tell you what. In the taxi afterwards. But, <laughs> but basically, I, that was the first time I'd ever had a, an experience in work where I came away from it and I thought, actually, I'm really confident in what I was saying. Mm. I'm confident in what I was you doing. You were spot on. I'm, go, I'm not going to apologise. And I tell you what else I'm not going to do. I'm not going to modify, modify my behaviour and try to be liked. I'm just, that's not part of the equation. You see, I've always been a truth teller, but I just silenced myself for years. And it's one of the reasons that I became self-employed. So I I was... You don't like to upset people. You're well-covered. Exactly. So this is what I'm going to say. So I was 20... training of you as a journalist. No, as a woman as as well. As a woman as well. As a woman and as a journalist. So we were... Trini and I were chatting about this yesterday because Trini was pushing my buttons deliberately to try and get me to be... Out, to go out of my comfort zone. So she was like, what product, what is there one product in the world that you think is a complete rip-off? And in my brain, I'm going, I know, I know four or five. Do you want me to say them? And she went, so like, she basically metaphorically pinched me in the ribs and went, say it, and I just said it. And then I wake up at three o'clock in the morning and I just go, and then I wake up in the morning and I just go, oh, for God, I can't believe I just said that. So I've always been a naysayer and a truth teller, always inside, Mm -hmm. but I've been trained as a woman and I've been trained as a journalist and I've been trained as a respectful kind of member of this grow a wish grow a backbone where you've got a wishbone mm. one you of caroline's favorite things um and i was made redundant when i was 29 and it was the best thing that ever happened to me because when i became redundant when i was made redundant a it made me stand on my own two feet but also i and it pushed me out of my comfort zone also it meant i never had to go into an office so i could always speak my own truth mm-hmm. and even when part. i used to go back into an office i would go into a big meeting at hello or marie claire or wherever i worked and within 15 minutes i've just got this internal dialogue going no i don't agree with that i'm not mm-hmm. going to say this i'm going to mm-hmm. get up and leave mm-hmm. because either you will listen to me or i will walk away and that's why i love being self-employed mm-hmm. because i'm only answerable to myself and i'm absolutely caroline's right ultimately because of the way I've been raised by a 1950s housewife, mother, I want to be liked above mm. all else. So it's much easier for me just to disengage and do my own thing, where I where I inhabit my own authentic truth, as a uh, hip-hop generation would say, or whatever, yeah, you know, a trans- transcendental meditation would say. And that's, why, and that's why I'm happy doing what I'm doing and being self-employed. Because I just, I can't, I literally, in long enough, I don't know how you do it, Caroline, I can't keep my mouth shut long enough. Me either. Yeah. There is definitely an area, though, of... Bless bless you. Bless you. God, we're such women. There is definitely an... Oh, and again. She's very demanding on the sneezes, is Trini. There'll be a few more. Um, There is definitely an air, though, of uh, when you take emotion out of an email, like a man does, Mm -hmm. as a woman, I, it took me years to not double check and think, does that sound too aggressive? And now I'm like, I come across as aggressive. I'm the least aggressive person mm. there is. But, and I say that knowing that people think, I've had, my, my, one of my family members said to me yesterday, I said, where's your son's son? And she said, her boyfriend. And she said, oh, he's scared of you. He doesn't want to come in. <laughs> 
which just made me laugh. I'm like, I'm the nicest member of the family. And she was like, yeah, but you would kill him if he upset me. And I'm like, well, that pottery. <laughs> you know, so, but I am very, um, I, I think I, I do do a lot of business. If you looked at how I do business, it is like a man, because I'll just say it how it is. But the and that's seen as aggressive for a woman, but wouldn't be for a man. It's aggressive. That, that's but the okay. underlying current is I still, but I, I'm doing kind of, I do care about the people mm. I'm working with. I could never work with a brand I didn't care about. Mm. I couldn't just take money for the sake of it. That would be easy. You know, I might do the odd consulting day for a huge corporation, but I don't mind because they're a huge corporation. Mm. But, but it's it, definitely an air of, sorry to interrupt, it's definitely an air of, you know, it took me years to go, oh, should I say, how are you? No. Because I don't care. I'm answering your email. Like, how are you? Like, we're not friends. We're in business. So mm. we do that a lot. I get I get so many emails. Can we make sure we touch on the emails that you get that start, hey, hun? Yeah. Oh, no, no. Did you have a good weekend? Hope you had a good weekend. You don't even know who I am. You couldn't tell me the name of my kids. Please don't ask how my weekend went. Mm. And that sounds really bad, but that's how you get through your email. They, you know, boom, 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 boom. Mm. Just, it's business. And I think a lot of women confuse business with... I want to do business, but I still want to be liked, and I don't want to upset anyone. Mm. And you can't do that on YouTube. See, I I was talking to someone the other day who runs their own business, and just just I just bullet point it in emails because if you bullet point it, then it just it's an action list. Yeah. Whereas if you do if you write those bullet points as like two or three paragraphs, it can come across yeah, as too direct. Good, idea. good point. Which I thought was very interesting because then it just it appears the format and everything just looks like. Right, we're taking these things off. But there's but definitely think, a confidence that comes with age. Like we were talking about Jane literally Fonda, just read my mind. That was a oh complete sentence, which yeah. I saw. I saw that on Oprah originally years ago. Obviously, Oprah's stalker. And oh, no is a complete sentence is perfect because when you're a woman, you say, "Well, actually, that doesn't really work for me." Da, da, da. Whereas the power of just going, "No," mm-hmm. it's it's definitely something that comes with age. Without I had a, a I had a bad example of my kind of thing of I've always been the yin and yang with Susanna, so I was always the male negotiating the the, the financial relationships, and mm-hmm. Susanna was always the sweet one, and with our crew <laughs> the same exactly. It was always Mister Nasty and Miss Nice. Okay, so that was the relationship <laughs> worked well for us, and then. Um, when I was fundraising, you know, there's a thing of, of how you go in that room. And so I said in an interview with The Spectator, I think, and I was just saying about fundraising, and I said, you go in a room and, you know, so for me, it's a lot of the time I'm with a, a lot of men that I'm presenting to for investment. And it's about the bullet point. It's getting it across. So it's, you, you know, we want, all, we want, women always want to tell the story. And it's like, let's just give them the facts and also being bullish just saying I think it's worth this because of this and so I said this stuff so I go into an investor meeting and the guy and then I'm doing this and he goes are you I'm doing the spectator article pitch (laughs) and he'd read it I was like oh what else did I say in that pitch (laughs) about (laughs) pitching to men I was like what Trini why did you open your stupid thing you should have said yes I am thank you for proving me right but I think that (laughs) we get to a stage as well in our life and it depends what's happened in your life it depends how many boxes you've managed to tick but I had many years I'm going to meet in a minute Erica Davis but I was looking on her feed just saying she's talking about imposter syndrome and I hate titles of things but when I came out of rehab at 29, it wasn't called imposter syndrome. It was called tap me on the back and find me out. Um, but it was that sense that you had built everything on sand. 
you know, so mm. you didn't feel the confidence to convey your, your gravitas in that job ever. And I did have that for years because I went not knowing what I wanted my career to be. And I did this and then I did that. And I went back and forth on things. I didn't stay long enough in jobs. So it was only like when I was 31 and I literally started over and then got a lucky break and then did it for, you know, seven years and then felt like, you know, you got to a place, Caroline, where you felt, I know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And then I think because that coincided with me reaching 50 and just thinking there was this very nice book in my loo in my grandmother's house called When I'm 60 I Can Wear Purple. Okay. But it was like this woman in this purple feather boa. And it was sort of, for me, a lot of women like are fearful of getting to 50. And for me, I had this utter sense of totally not giving a shit. Yeah. And it was such a freedom to not give a shit. So, you know, like my slightly younger COO, sort of if I'm quite tough with somebody in the office, you were tough with them. And I'm like, Mark, I don't give a shit. They had to hear it. You know, I I don't have, maybe I'm thick skinned. There are moments I might go home and think when I've sent 19 emails on a Sunday to a member of my staff, but saying in the top of the subject email, you don't have to open until Monday, Mm. but still they're getting 19 emails Mm. from me. Is that too much? And I'm thinking, no, no, because I've got a brain dump and I just need to brain dump. So I then went in the office one day and I said, look, if I send you all emails over the weekend, don't feel you have to open them unless it says open now Mm -hmm. because they're for Monday, but I need to do, that's my process and I need Mm -hmm. to kind of, I have the idea, I have to send it to you. But there's something refreshing about not caring Mm -hmm. and I think that's what helps you to have that sort of and that's why a lot of get women get to a certain age and then they start when I say women of a certain age to, I mean that as a compliment yes. that, I don't, I'm not insulted when someone calls me a woman of a certain age I mean yes I'm a woman mm. I'm not a child I'm not yeah. a girl hey, I'm not, I'm not a, you know I just I can't do the whole babying which is why the whole but what is a good word for it because I had a woman this morning when I was on my way here and she said I'm a middle-aged woman. And I just said, don't use that bloody word, because I have, to me, that has a connotation. Yeah, so they're, they're used in a derogatory way, yeah, aren't yeah. they? So yeah, so a woman of a certain age is like, it feels like Oscar Wilde has said it. Yeah. You know, there's Ooh, an element of a woman of a certain age. But what is that? I'm what a is grown the, woman. Uh, you're grown up. I've grown up. I'm a grown-up. I I'm say grown I'm a grown-up. Grown grown like I'm also a woman. I'm just a woman. woman. I like women. What's wrong with women? Everyone tries to, I mean, the whole Victoria's Secret show, everyone tries to make us like, I'm so sick of seeing women fucking wrapped up in bikinis mm. as a gift to men yeah but why is that you know? show kills oh, me did we just talk about that show for it's a second over. it's over they've killed themselves now it's done but, but it was, see, I don't think they have I just looked at it and I just thought sadly I'm not on the side you know, of it it's, these girls it's literally like 1980 happened yeah. again like where are the plus size women where are the older women and and where are the trans models trans, think, it's ridiculous you, they could lead the way their reach yeah. they could lead the way mm. and they're shooting themselves in the foot because eventually society will catch up with them because Ava used to love Victoria's Secret. It was like, oh, fun, da 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 da. Yeah. And now she's like, oh, I need bras. But she didn't even say, can we go to Pink or Victoria's yeah. Secret? I just, I need bras. Yeah. You know, and she's only 16. Yeah. If you've lost them at 16, who, who's going to grow up with you and shop in your stores? But I found that when I saw all the razzmatazz around it and then I saw the interviews afterwards, they were trying to put words in these poor me on models' oh, mouth God. about empowerment. And I feel empowered when I do this. And I just thought, bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> it's just crazy. I just looked at it and I just thought, I think that is this generation's Miss World. It really it's is. Like, it are you, is. It seems it really so is. archaic to me. Yeah. I think in 20 years' time, we're going to look back and it'll be like looking at our generation, looking back at On the Buses yeah. and thinking, did we really laugh at that? Yeah. That is all so wrong. Yeah. It's crazy. And I just think, but it could. I'm not saying you can't sell underwear. I, I'm not even saying that there shouldn't be an underwear catwalk. But for God's sake, can you reflect the women that are actually in your shops mm. occasionally? Have yeah. you walked around Victoria? Secrets. Mm, yeah. 
there's not yeah. Adriana Lima is no. not shopping in Victoria's Secret. There's Secrets. no Lily Aldridge in, there's no in, Lily Aldridge. in the uh, Manchester Trafford Centre of Victoria's no, Secret. No, there really isn't. No. So come on, let's just embrace real women of different sizes, different shapes, different colours, different... Come on. For God's sake. The last acceptable-ism is ageism still. Oh, it's totally acceptable. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. not to me, you can go fuck yourself, but it, it is acceptable to society. Yes. <laughs> like me saying on Facebook, I'm being targeted by co-op funeral care and tenor lady care. Ageism. I'm sorry. Ridiculous. Yeah. Although, to be fair, tenor lady could have come after me because I have mentioned wetting myself about 15 times. <laughs> sorry, I want to understand tenor lady is what? Tenor lady, little, nice little incontinence pads that you would know if you had four And they're called babies. tenor Tenor, T-E-N-A, tenor lady. Totally this episode of the Emma Guns podcast <laughs> is brought to you by Tenor Lady. Yeah. Tenor Lady. You know, if you, if you cough Why did they come and go, up with that oh. name? Tenor Lady. Laugh so much you're going to wet yourself. <laughs> you should do more radio. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know where to go from Tenor Ladies. That was really good. Now, I was going to talk about age again because I've always been very passionate about my job. Always. It's always, it's always been my defining feature, as it were. And... I definitely realised in the last couple of years how all of that, comf- not confidence, but all of that passion I had for my job. And I would always wonder, why, why is no one listening? It's because I wasn't old enough. So mm. when I hit 40, I was like, bring it. Because with that comes the authority of experience, yeah. of having made mistakes mm. and of, of actually being able to say what you think and someone going, oh, yeah, yeah, because you had that thing happen, didn't you, like eight years ago when you were doing blah, blah, blah. That I found incredibly empowering. So I find age a, r- a really positive thing. You wrote in my birthday card, the best is yet to come. I'm excited for 50. Because I just think, God, if 40 was so game-changing, what's 50 going to And I also think it's really important for women to be really honest about their age. It drives me mad when women say, oh, you can't ask a lady that. Uh, because what I intend to be is, is the Madonna for my friends. So I had Madonna growing up. She was always six years older than me or whatever she is, four years older than me. And that was really important. I had somebody who I could look at and go, oh, my God, so getting older is a positive thing. And I just think for you, Trini, for you, Caroline, we are that of your generation. I'm the oldest of my friends by at least 10 years. And I'm the first to be honest about how old I am, what work I've had done, when things go wrong, going through the menopause, because I didn't have that growing up. Nobody. But can I, I say what's also really good is when you're 80, all your friends will be like 70 and they'll look out for you. I mean, i got to say... My so mother, the, are you saying my, they're going to wipe yeah. my backside and change no, my tenor I'm ladies? Just say the importance, <laughs> anyone out there at any age, cultivating younger friends. Oh. I think it's there's a, there's a Cultivating real thing friends of all ages. I, uh, my mum has uh, seen our um, vascular dementia. She's in a home. She's 87 doesn't remember anyone but she sort of weirdly remembers people from many many years ago but but she has three friends that she met in her 50s who were in their 40s and they there are the ones who visit her the most Mm -hmm. do stuff with her and I just thought hey I've got to start that cultivation because a lot of my friends are my age but not that many younger friends I need to know I want to so if you have any you can pass on (laughs) but you know I'm just like Emma Emma how old are you 41 in 60 can I please be on that whatsapp group of course you can but before before you become her then you can buy me my tenor pad. Before you become her friend, you have to sign an agreement. I have a group of friends also, including Paula who works at the Barclay and Kate Hudson who used to be at Golan. And they're our really good friends. They've been friends forever. And they've got a little agreement that if ever one ever if either of them go into hospital and they're on a sort of Do you know, know life, yes, they will go in and wax each other's chins. <laughs> and that's oh, when you know your yeah, friend, right? Good, yeah. I, I, I have that with my girlfriend. You I'll have to have tash. that. Yeah. Save your tash, yeah. I just, now, talking of which, can I have a very satisfying moment 
moment this morning, having spoken to Emma about facial hair, mm. on Friday, I shaved my moustache off and then I took my Philips Lumea and zapped it on full board, obviously, super high strength, five times each time this morning. They started to grow through. I pulled them and they just fell out <laughs> because I killed that root. Such a satisfying. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details moment can, but I, can just I just say, say you shave your you have to shave before your ipl i've shaved my tash since i was 13 i'm leaning across listeners to feel if she's spiky no spike at all mine is you just, shave how um, often every day you just do a little just wet, do my tash. i only do it in you prefer- never decide in, to do laser no laser I am with a dark hair or pale hair i am going to i'm gonna i have said to trees tell me okay the tash is migrating to the chin and I, I know my eyesight's going to go and I don't want a beard. So I'm going to go and see Teresa and get Philip's all the No, it doesn't do it for me. Yeah, I mean, it I've, only got, I'm six, go and get I've it got six dark menopausal hairs, but I have a proper beard yeah. and I thread every three weeks. Yeah. I You're thread. fluffy I like me, aren't you? You're fluffy, the white yeah. fluffy. Yeah, but I've got, you? like, here I can feel yeah. now. Like, you know that, that moment... We're all feeling our like chins, that. listeners. My, my partner, my best friend, will go up to me and sometimes when he's being sweet, he'll go, chinny, chin, chin. And on days when I know, I'm now coming up to Caroline and just doing, like, a little child under her chin... But um, I know when I've got a bit of long and I sort of pull away but from But they him. never notice. Oh, I need they, to do mine. Uh, the advantage to dating a man your again. age mm. is their eyesights go. What? <laughs> the advantage to date... I would never date a younger man. The advantage of dating a man your age or slightly older is their eyesights go. Because yeah, you know the other thing... I have to say to my boyfriend eyesight. the whole time, and he goes, just a second, I need to put my glasses on. Yeah. I can't even see you. But can I, I barely know who you are in the room, Nadine. My friend, my male friend, got totally new lenses, which is different from having your eyes lasered. Mm. Getting totally new lenses <gasps> is like you have a 24-7 yes. brilliant eyesight. So That's what I, Claudia Winkleman had. I was really keen on it because I'm so fed that? up with they've replaced your lenses. It's like a £20,000 operation. It's right? huge. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it means you have 20-20 vision. 
the thing is, oh I don't like the living I don't my want, life yeah. with my plus two glasses on when no. I do my makeup. I don't like that. No. That, that I, totally. no, I don't want to so get undressed in front of somebody with 2020 vision. I don't know if I want <laughs> myself to have 2020 vision. I quite like the blurness no. of, oh, no. of, 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 no. no, just to, I would love my vision back. It's the only thing I miss. I've got no bladder control. Okay, well, what do you, what do you, what glasses do you wear? Oh, I don't know. But you wear only for reading? No, I'm only prescription. I read them so I can see the bus before it knocks me over. Okay, but you have a different kind of. You have yeah, always back. had glasses, whereas yeah. this is just like age, menopausal age, thing. Like me. Mine's plus one point two five. I'm plus two. Are you? Yeah. Although I did put your glasses on yesterday in the back of the cab, and, and suddenly, suddenly the whole world see. opened up. I to you. Could see. Oh yes. God, no, they blind me. I have oh to wear contacts. Otherwise, my vision's not great. I've got. So I've you've always had that, even as a youngster. No, no, true story. I used to be a judge for spectacle wear, uh, Specsaver spectacle wear of the year when I was. <laughs> You're the glamour never ends. And I did it two years in a row. And at the end of each um, end of each catwalk thing, they gave you a goodie bag. Thank you for being a thank you for being a judge. And I was on with like Andrew Barton and Jenny Faulkner and a few other people. Gokwan was there, and um, there was a voucher to go and get your eyes tested. I'd never had my eyes tested. Went and they said, yeah, yeah, you need glasses. Two years later. They went, yes. Uh, so technically, you never, you're... were you never able to read the bus? Well, here's the thing. I can only assume that my brain had just allowed me to compute the world and assume my brain had said, well, yeah, you can see. I'd never thought I That's can't see. Vision. I'd always like squinted. And I used to get on the tube at Monument and the the way you go into the platform's right at the very end and then the display is right in the middle and I used to not be able to read it I just think oh the train will come along in a minute obviously as soon as I started wearing glasses so you never check with somebody is this normal no I just didn't realise I just I could look at my computer I was legal to drive I hastened to add but I, yeah I I couldn't not wear my contacts or glasses so technically you were too blind to judge the spectacle saver of the year award <laughs> Essentially, oh my god, I'm a fraud. Imposter syndrome. Someone oh, find me out. Tap god. me on the shoulder. Get me out of the room. How, yeah, but yeah. How weird is that? Yeah. It's a little bit like I remember when I was younger, I used to suffer from excruciating period pains. And I used to go to the doctor and they used to go, Well, how bad are they? And I went, I don't know. I've never had anybody else's periods. <laughs> you get, how do you judge something? You see, is your period light age. or heavy? How do you know? It was at a very early age that you always had the comeback line, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, I mean, it, it, even if I kept it quiet. Room, did you just say that took long enough? Yeah, Scatters. No, absolutely. Saying nothing. Even, even if I keep it quiet, I, spend, I, I have permanent teeth marks on the end of my tongue. When did you learn, even now. How did you and when did you learn to quiet that? Uh, when no. inappropriate. And then when, when inappropriate. did you <laughs> yeah. learn to unquiet it? I think as you get older, your hormones change fundamentally and you do, the testosterone begins to take over. And you just don't, you, I have your short shrift for idiots. I just mm. can't do it anymore. But you say that. You, I've seen. But I've always been Marmite. I think if you don't, don't ask, I always say to people when they ask my opinion, I say, you don't ask my opinion unless you want the truth. Do you think you're Marmite? I've come to terms with the fact I'm Marmite. I think everyone's Marmite, aren't they? No, no, I think there are people that... They're Marmite or they're like a really he- healthy hazelnut butter and you don't even want to eat them. <laughs> oh, I love that. I definitely don't want to be a hazelnut butter. Cashew butter. Cashew butter. Cashew. Yeah, I mean, I, I hate say you love it. But can I just I say I'm very know. hungry? How much longer are we going to be doing this? Because I'm starving. I mean, can somebody... Got another 40 minutes. I know, but can, I, can we get... Oh, Chloe's outside. Go and get oh, Chloe. Go and get I'm Chloe to get you something to eat. <laughs> Sorry about that, listeners. So, yeah. We've temporarily lost training. No, temporarily lost me. But what I'm going to do is call her up. Does anyone want some food? There was a very nice little restaurant next door. Sure. Just just a, Caroline turned just it up with her sandwich. Just a soup Next question. Caroline. She had a poo poo. <laughs> she, she had a panini. I was going to say 
punani. I didn't mean that. Uh, absolutely. Well, she has got a punani, though. Like a punani is one. And four gorgeous children that have come from it. Bottom. Bottom. Funny. Right. Well, I had some Oprah questions to ask you as we were strong, strong women around a table. There's whispering. What's that about? I had no idea that Caroline was as wavy as me. Caroline's hair is identical oh, she is. to this mine. It's dry day two, that's why. But you're wavy or you're frizzy? Chloe, my oh, darling, I'm really hungry. Could you get something for us to eat? Right, so. There's my, there's my, there's my money in Can I say, this is the, the difference between. But what would you like to eat? Anything? I'm absolutely fine, sure? my darling. Sure. No, she's already had a breakfast. Is it that place See, this is the difference. You know you're a How much is toasty, please? When you have staff. I don't have staff. I have to go and get my own sandwiches. A cup of English tea. Anyone else? Tea or coffee? Cappuccino, Oh, I'll have an oat milk latte. Ah, and she's uh, Emma Guns is going to have an oat milk latte. Guns is going to become high maintenance (laughs) in old age. I can tell you. And I'll have high maintenance. I'll have a soya chai light. a soya chai latte. The thing I love most like about this is Trini's doing it into the mic. <laughs> not in so the that everybody can hear. <laughs> sorry, soy like tea, please, Chloe. Uh, and also, sorry, Caroline's oh, tea right. is a soy so, tea. Um, what are you grateful for? And we'll Darling, start at and this when side you of the table. so soya tea because the Trini's busy. Latte. Um, mm-hmm. Are you somebody who expresses gratitude? Yes, hundred percent. Also, what are you most grateful for? Cappuccino or something. I think it's really important. You remember when you did your twenty-six habits? Okay. I think when you did your 26 habits, I think it's really important. And this is something that is just, I don't think about, I don't, I don't read self-help books. This is just something that I know if question, because I don't think you're going to get it. Right. Um, what are you grateful for? I think it's really important when you did your 26 habits. I think it's really important to compliment other people. Mm -hmm. And you said this to me, I will walk down the street and if I see somebody wearing a nice outfit or with great hair, I will stop a stranger in the street and I tell them they I love her. Mm. I think she's I, having a stroke. She's like, lovely skirt. What? And, <laughs> and I love that scarf. Yeah. But you can tell mm. it, people go, thank you. And I think mm. it's really important. Sometimes they look at you like you're a freak. Yeah. I think you're it's really thank important you. to tell people, and I used to do it when I was a boss, because I'd had bosses that had never complimented me mm. and it was their way of impa- of keeping me in my mm. place. Mm. I think it was really important to tell people that they do a really good job. I think mm. it's really important to tell people that they're talented, that to tell them if they're doing anything in a good way, even if you don't know them, I think it's really important. And the reason that that's important is because the thing I am most grateful in life is my father. And my father, who always had my back, who never told me I was smart or beautiful or clever or any of those things, but absolutely to my very core, I knew he had my back and he loved me more than anything else in the whole world. And everything I am, I owe to that man because it's incredibly empowering. And he gave me the strongest roots in the world that that will never... You can't break me because of that man. Mm. And yeah, saddest day in my life when he died. But yeah, absolutely so important to empower somebody, not by saying, darling, you're so clever. That's amazing. Don't ever tell somebody they're incredible when they're not. But when somebody does a really good job, they need to be told they've done a good job mm. and that you value that. That's and also, so important. Also, as a boss, I always think if you... I mean, part of the reason I can't do the C word, which is corporate in my world. <laughs> we know you do the other C word. <laughs> I can't do the C word because I'm sorry, you're not going to appraise me mm. if you're 20 years younger than me and you've got this job because your parents are wealthy. Get out of my face. Mm. I used to sit there raging like, oh, do me a favour. I just need to go. I've got the work ethic of a horse mm. and you swanning at 11. Don't you know? I just, oh, yes. So, but What are my, you grateful for? Well, my big thing is how can you possibly give constructive feedback to someone who works with you and say this is where you're you could do this better if you don't also say to them that was bloody amazing well done yeah mm. 
they're not going to listen to you. They're going to think all you do is, is you're negative, and then then eventually they won't take your negativity seriously. Mm-hmm. They won't take your constructive feedback that's perfectly valid seriously because they never hear anything good from you. And I've worked for too many people in the corporate world who do exactly what you yes. said, which is. We don't tell them that anything they do is good because, you know, everyone's replaceable and we don't want them to get a big head. And that's what the mentality that within magazines, within TV, within a lot of companies. It just have is. Have you both answered the question, what are you grateful for? Yeah, and yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm grateful for my father because okay. he raised me with that, gotcha. that mentality I, I, that, yes. that you... That you yeah. not, my father worked in a factory. Uh, he was management within a factory, so he worked his way up. And every single holiday, I would go and work in the factory with him and do his sort of dirty work or just go and work on the factory line and I watched the way he managed people Mm. and he would tell them if they were crap but my god he would tell you if you were good Mm. and those people worshipped him because Mm. he empowered them Mm. because he he said to them you're great at this you need to work on this and you're absolutely right he was just a brilliant man manager and he and he raised me the same way that is so weird and this is going to have our Oprah epiphany moment and this is why we're good mates because my both my parents did exactly the same for me my work ethic comes from my parents who Absolutely. worked themselves in the way that you used to. You just worked. You'd go mm. to work, and if you were sick, you'd go to work. And if someone, if you had a family emergency, you'd go to work immediately. That that you know, the day after, there was mm. no like mm. swanning around. And no, and both my parents worked in factories, and they yeah. both had an incredible work. And ethic. both my parents were really great people managers, and very. And mum, mum was working in managing restaurants in Mississippi in the seventies. You know, imagine mm. the misogyny mm. down there. Mm. But she. Every you know, in the restaurant trade, and at that time, the majority of the front of house staff were a mixture of black and white, and the chefs were all black because this is Mississippi. Mm. And every single member of staff loved her, and I picked up that my mum treated people differently than the norm in Mississippi in the seventies. And I very vividly remember. I never heard the N word at home, but you know, it was the height of it. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. never heard the N word at home. Uh, never was spoken about as being us and them or anything like that and the respect that I saw them they held my mum with and my dad with and the work ethic that they had is probably what I'm most grateful for because the same as Nadine I always say to my kids if it all goes to shit tomorrow we'll just go to Nana's house Mm. when my when I I spoke at my father's funeral because it was which was one of the toughest things I had to do was because I nobody else would do him justice Mm. basically because I worshipped the ground he walked on and when I looked out and the funeral the the church was absolutely completely packed everybody I'd worked with in the factory was there Mm. and they all just came up to me and said your dad was amazing and he was incredible and and he would be so proud of you and he still would and then when I tell people that they always say it's so sad that you're without your father and I said I had him for 43 years and every single day I am what he created yeah I had different with my parents because my dad worked really hard and he'd sort of come from a very nondescript background and my mum came from a very privileged background and she didn't work and she sort of supported my dad when he had his kind of up and down because he was an entrepreneur. She was to be selling all jewelry, all her jewelry. <laughs> oh, so you get your entrepreneurship from your dad. So my everything comes from my dad in that way. And he always was quite Machiavellian, and he did keep slightly secret lives. So he, you know, he he kept quite a few things secret from us. But my mum never worked. But my mum also, it wasn't like she was a never work stay at home mum. She was a never work, but. I went to boarding school from six and a half to 16 and sometimes I spent the whole time in England and I didn't see them. So she I wasn't that present to my mother. And, great, and I so when I was in my teens, I found it very difficult because I had not developed a relationship with my mother really and I didn't have a closeness with her. And I always felt my dad favoured my older sister. 
you know, I kind of always felt they had this special relationship because I would always be a bit slightly sickly when I was younger and, and I would ask to be excused from the table early and my sister would sit there and chat to my dad who would regale her with stories of his life. So she knew every element of my dad's life. And then when my dad was much older, he was, um, I went away with him because he had to go and have an operation and I was with him for two, no, my mum's having an operation. I was with him for two days, um, just him and I, first time in 40 years just him and I sitting there and you know chatted and and he told me tons of stuff about his life and I know that I definitely get that from my dad so I'm very grateful I get that from my dad he didn't once really say to me how proud he was of me and I remember he died down two years ago and I found it tough with him at the end and my mum who's still alive I have a you know I, I kind of will look after her I'll take care of her but I don't to be really honest, I don't feel an intimacy with my mother. And so, therefore, as a parent, you really think, what am I going to be as a parent here? Because I've done the opposite. You're Lila the is with, you know, a, a mum who works tremendously. She knows how much I work because she can see it because of, mm-hmm. so you know, so, so she understands that. And she sometimes knows to get my attention. She'll chat to me about things that are slightly, you know, interest, I'm interested in when she feels she hasn't got my attention. And otherwise, as a teenager, it's always about her. But she'll have those moments of clarity where she'll think, mm-hmm. let me just think of things. But so it's, it's a really tricky one because you think, what do I not want to inherit? What I don't want to inherit is from my mum of starting a little thing here or a little thing there, but never having a focus and direction. And would have really, because my dad was up and down, would have, if she'd had the money and the ability, would have left my dad at some stage in that relationship, but didn't mm. because of such circumstance. So it's kind of, they, were, they are both, one is still alive, amazing people, but they're not me. And I didn't really inherit that many things from my mum and my dad it's that drive but um you certainly broke the chain though yeah I broke see the you chain. with your kids and even your stepson who you treat i see and i know boys and how they are and yeah. he adores the ground you walk mm-hmm. on and i can and lila looks at you the way that you would want a daughter to look at mm-hmm. you so you've broken that mold mm-hmm. you're think- not that you know lila a hundred percent would never be able to say that about mm. you so i'm grateful i've broken the mold that's yeah. my gratitude weirdly then i'm also grateful that my mother is who my mother is because i grew up wanting to be the exact opposite of my mother did you yeah, yeah who well, was I a 1950s yeah, housewife who say that. Yeah. never couldn't balance a checkbook and didn't know how yeah. to survive See, my when my father finances. died yeah. Yeah. and my mom's her entire her entire life was and everything really that's yeah. it that real yeah. uh yeah no i got my sense of independence as in i looked but you both got to the same place yes through totally opposite all three of us yeah to a degree you, fundamentally Anna? different what about you with your parents with my pet well what am i grateful for yeah you know if you look at your mum and dad what did you inherit from your mum and what what from your dad i well my my dad is very i always um joke that i he can't tell me off because if ever he tells me off something it's exactly something that he would do okay you're similar so i'm very very similar is that also because you're daddy's girl because ava jim can't tell ava off she laughs we i would say i'm a daddy's girl yes but also we clash Mm. because you're so similar yeah yeah um but they're both I've learned I literally have learned so much from them but the thing I was coming around to with the grateful thing is the thing I'm most grateful for with them and my brother is that I I have a real safe place and a sanctuary with them 
but the thing I am grateful for is that so I've always had that they're both still with us my brother's around and my relationship with them have, has got really strong in recent years for various reasons but the thing I'm really grateful for and it sounds really arrogant but I am going to go there is me because I didn't realise I had autonomy until three years ago when things got very very dark and mm. I got very 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 close to giving up mm-hmm. but by giving up I mean going back to my parents house and becoming a nuisance and just and yeah. just saying I can't work I can't do this anymore I'm useless mm. I'm, a, yeah. I'm a reject it got very very close and I pulled it back and I turned it around and so I, I have to be grateful for me I always had their support and I always had them in the background that sounds really arrogant, doesn't it? You can no. call me a twat. No, no, no not <laughs> at talking to not three older women who are going, go on, Em, go on, Em. <laughs> no, and for me, I, I'm, uh, I'm very proud of the fact that I haven't taken a penny off my parents since I was 21, and going back home is unthinkable. Mm. Mm. Unthinkable, yeah. but that's because I was raised to stand on my own two feet. Yeah. Like, that's all my parents, not my mother so much, but all my father ever wanted me for, for me. Because my father didn't have sons, mm. he essentially just channeled everything through him. So because he didn't have a son, he basically just raised me in a completely genderless way, or as much as he could, for a man that was raised in a workhouse in Hull and was orphaned at a really young age um, and basically he was just yeah you can do whatever you want work really hard and you'll be fine don't be don't be management. don't be limited yeah. by anything don't be limited by your class never let anybody judge you by your class never let anyone tell you you can't do something never judge anybody yeah. by your your gender you can do it you're amazing you, you can do it I remember one thing and I still to this day joke with my father about it but at the time I felt very wounded by it I wanted to do theatre studies at A level and let's face it I could have won an Oscar by now you really could but he was insistent. He said, no, I pay your school fees. They work really hard to send me to private school. But that's an Asian thing as well, isn't it? Maybe, but then we've had this conversation. Like, he'd love you to have been a, Asian. He'd love you to be a doctor or a dentist. Or a sorry, sorry. So is your dad Asian? He's Sri Lankan. Sri Lankan. He's Sri Lankan, OK. Hence um, the gorgeous surname. I thought you were going to say hence yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hence also the gorgeous looks yeah, as well, yeah. yeah. But um, he said, no, no, I'm paying your school fees. You're going to do economics. And his reasoning was because... If you do economics, you will always have a career. You will always be able to make mm. money because yeah. that you will always be able to get a job. With theatre studies, I don't know what you would be able to do. But at the time, it felt like being throttled. It really mm. did. It was like, oh, but I wanted to be this person. And so for two years, I'd watch all these girls go off and do theatre studies and have all this amazing fun, and I failed at economics, obviously. And although I do, obviously, I was terrible <laughs> at it. Um, but, but something stuck. No, what okay. stuck? What stuck? No, nothing, nothing stuck, stuck Jenny. Right, nothing what stuck. stuck was that my father wanted the best for me, and yeah, he wanted right. me to have a safety net. And that comes with age. Though looking back now, I realise that some of the things that I hated that my parents made decisions for me when you were younger, they always came from a place of love and wanting the best for me. Mm-hmm. But so, you know, I, we, we have, there's a reason you end up doing what yeah, you yeah. do. And I think we all have a little bit of a performer deep down inside of us, don't we? Yeah. And that was fine. But my parents never encouraged that side. They never encouraged the creative side of me mm. because in their world, creativity wouldn't pay the bills. Yeah. So my father encouraged me to go to university. But if I'd have said I wanted to do theatre studies, it'd have been a bit, oh, OK, maybe. But there are plenty of Hollywood actors who are on ch- chat shows every week saying how their parents, even at the Oscar ceremonies, and, it, and funny enough, one of them, I think it was Riz Ahmed, oh. his parents said... Okay, but what about the accounting? Like, <laughs> yeah. like literally, <laughs> like you know, to pinnacle of your career, you're at awards ceremony. You take your mum, and she looks at you and goes, 
well, you didn't finish university. But then, but also I suggest, I suspect we all have that moment, like when I used to do this morning every single week, I'd come off air and my father would have VHS'd it or, you know, taped it or whatever it was. And I've still got all the tapes with his handwritten oh. notes on them all. Oh. I'll never get rid of them. But then I would come off and my mother would say, I've told you time and time again, Nadine, you really can't wear a strapless top. Okay, you're, the tallest person okay. in the, you're the tallest person in the studio and you look like you're naked. Yeah. Or are you going to get your roots done, Nadine? So here's a funny story. I did QVC. Right, for all for Eve years ago, over 10 years ago, and I was a presenter and we did a TSV. And well, that means today's day's 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 value. value. <laughs> and we've all been there. And you have to do like six or seven shows in 24 hours, and you basically live at the studio. And it was the Christmas, it was also the Christmas I broke my coccyx. The, the two are related. But we, it was the, do you remember it was 2010? It was that really bad weather. It was when winter, we got snowed in at Christmas. Yeah. And QVC do a charity day, and they do a big charity day, and they make a big thing of it to make themselves look good, frankly, because it is past the posting date that makes Christmas. So they're not losing money. So so basically, on like the 22nd or the 23rd, they do a huge charity thing, but your pastor is not going to get there before Christmas, and that's why they can do it, right? Because normally it would be a really quiet day. So we got snowed in. We got totally snowed in, and I said, oh, uh, and we're backstage, and it was me, and it was Daniel Sandler. And oh, I love Daniel. Right? And someone, Tom from Alpha H, brings out the Prosecco. Oh, right? naughty Tom. And they, QVC, when you audition for QVC, they tell you two things. They say, don't lose weight, and go on air as if you've had one or two drinks in a pub, just one or two so you're a bit looser but this time you took it literally <laughs> so that you're a bit looser but you're not slurring right so I um, so I had maybe <laughs> two drinks over the course of the two hour break between shows with Daniel and I think maybe Tom very giggly so I went on but I completely can hold it, hold it together and just da 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 and two things happened one Alison Young's uh, mic backpack battery died so she couldn't speak now if you know QVC she speaks she speaks Alison is the queen of beauty yeah, and QVC yeah. and if she can't speak everything goes to shit luckily Caroline was hammered so I just go into one and I'm like well when I use this body and if I can get my kids in the shower do you know what I mean like da 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 we sold more than we'd ever sold obviously <laughs> oh that is me sorry god sorry it hasn't put the no. go on we sold more than we ever sold I came off and they always have someone who's from the brand in the green room looking at the figures mm -hmm. right we came up and they went, bloody hell, that was amazing. What happened to Alison? <laughs> and I went, oh, God, her back. And in front of me, and I, this is how good I am on camera, in, right in front of me I've got Alison Young's ass because the cameramen come out from behind. They're stripping her off to get the battery pack, which is under her dress on her knickers. Mm -hmm. Change, And while they're changing it, I have to do what you're never allowed to do at QVC and look to camera. Ooh. So I'm looking down the lens like Liz Earle always did and Lulu. You cannot tell Liz Earle and Lulu they can't look to camera, right? So I'm looking at the camera going, and when my son gets in the shower, you know, and I make like John the Baptist and get water on him and da-da-da-da-da. And they were like, you were talking to the camera and da-da-da-da-da and da-da-da-da. And then I came off, came into the green room. Oh, this is that's coffee. Coffee coming in. Look, it's yellow. Thanks. Came into the green room. Everyone was like, you did amazing, well done. I said, oh my God. And the producer came over and said, thank you, Caroline, for carrying it because Ali was livid and then she saw you were doing your thing. It was fine. I called my mum and she went, you were drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, 
like, no. She went, you had pink cheeks and you wouldn't shut up and you were drunk. And that's what you want from parents. That's so In the same way that you want from a boss. You want somebody to be honest with you. You want somebody to encourage you if you do a good job, but to call you out on your shit. Yeah. Don't you, right? I've always said if I ever write a book, my dedication will be to my parents and it will be to my biggest fan and my harshest critic. Yes. That's brilliant. (laughs) Because my mother thinks the sun shines out of my backside. So does my mum. She thinks that I'm wonderful. But now so does my dad too, so I'm quite lucky. But my dad does as well. He absolutely, I hope you do, he thinks I'm awesome. But he is not afraid to say... Yeah, catch you out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and also I... I absolutely think you, so uh, you just need to be treated. A good boss is the same as a good parent. Absolutely. It's about encouraging them. It's about criticising them if they do something wrong, not falsely praising them for things that they do that are average because you're just going to set them up for failure when they get older. And just, in, you know, being supportive. It's, it's hugely, hugely important. Mm. And that's what I try to do with my friends. And you are. And I. Yes, yeah, so you're sorry to get kids. We, no, we they come are. back to it's it. True. We come it's back true. Because I don't have children, listeners. We've said, it, we've said it earlier. You think you've said that you're Marmite. You are very strong. I wouldn't ask your opinion unless I wanted the truth. Trin is eating really quietly. It's fine. It's fine. It's <laughs> very well. I just can't tell you it's ham and cheese on rye bread, and it's like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I didn't have breakfast, so I'm like. I didn't have breakfast, and I also had this man this morning called Victor. Pardon? Can I, can I just say, Trini, if, if, if everything falls out of the stackable makeup mm-hmm. line industry, yeah. you do know that you could be a dominatrix or a sex worker, phone sex worker with that voice, right? Yeah, I didn't know that, but oh, I was a good one. So sexy. <laughs> you, could, you could two guns, by the way. Oh, no, I'm too much of a prude. Mouth of a dog. No, I know. Of a nun. That's me. Have a That's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a total prude. You know that feeling when you wake up and you think, oh, let me try and consider the concept of exercise. <laughs> so I had that because oh, I did it like... I did it sort of, I did it Pilates every day for about seven years. Then I did my neck in, had neck replacements, everything. This is what um, you're doing. Me and my shoulder. And, yeah. um, and uh, so that I then had two years off with painkillers and then back surgery. So then I started again, this is like three years ago, and I did little here and there, but nothing really. So I finally got to a rock bottom last week, and I have a friend of mine, Lila's best friend's mum, does. Tai Wu or Chai Tai or, or <laughs> Chai Latte Sim or something you know like my Chai Latte yeah Huawei um, whatever and so she's she was just un- can I just say my first cultivated younger friend because she's 40 something yeah. um, so I said I want to do this Mai Tai is it Mai Tai or is that a cocktail that's, no, that's a cocktail carry on but it's like Mai Tai sounds like Mai Tai so anyway Mai Tai it oh, is oh, Thai box Mai Tai yes. Thai box but, but like a real with a kind yeah, of attitude. it's hardcore so Victor came this morning Spanish gorgeous mm. really well dressed and he said let me see if I'm prepared to take you on let me see you <laughs> so then I said okay so we sort of did listen to that voice and then I and then I kind of had to do things with boxing gloves and stuff and I'd done boxing years ago so I want, I thought I was really showing off and he went you got a long way to go <laughs> And because I, I every me, two minutes, because I'm still smoking, every two minutes, I had to take a break because I haven't done cardio for about yeah. 19 years. Literally, I have not done cardio for 19 years. I've never so, done cardio. All right, so so we did. I've done cardio since school, Trini. <laughs> so good. So Emma, Emma's not saying she's a cardio queen. Probably runs. Yeah, she um, does. I was on the treadmill the other day. Yeah, she of course has started. With, I answered I it, and treadmill. she went, "Oh fuck off, you fit bitch." <laughs> <laughs> and that's the relationship Guns and I have. So I'll 
be that for you, Trini. Don't worry. I'll abuse you over the phone. I landed with Victor. As he looked me in the eye and he said, I said, I really want to do it, I really want to do it, I really want to do it. Um, can we, uh, we have to at 6 30 in the morning. Oh my God. He said, I need you to commit to me. <laughs> I said, I'm there. <laughs> he said, Two days a week, I need you to How commit. How handsome is he? Like, really handsome. Who'd play him in a film? Antonio Banderas, but he'd be better than Antonio Banderas. What, young Antonio. But when, my house very young Antonio Banderas. <laughs> when we did Temple Artis mm. 10 years ago, David. when it first started, every guy that did Temple Artis was really hot. Otherwise, there's no way I'd have been flat on my back with my legs apart, unless it oh, was. <laughs> That's what you do. You're in stirrups, darling. <laughs> there's no way I'd have done that without David the, Higgins or Lou Leesman. This was like Temple Artis, which was started by this man. But what was very funny about Temple Artis is... You can I was single at the stage. I think I was between, you know, yeah. relationships. And and I was there's this bit where you kind of have you're on all fours yeah. and doing something. Ooh. And he came you know, he'd come up and he'd kind You've of like done adjust you, yeah. Stroke. But he had to adjust my back and then stroke my back and leave. And I was thinking, did that happen or not? You know, <laughs> did that happen or, not? or did I just imagine it? So then I was thinking, I'm special and different. <laughs> you know, that's I how they made you feel. So then I'm sitting in a room with with um a few women who happen to attend this class are all quite interesting different mm. women. And I go, how is Dave with you? And they go, like two of them sometimes, he does this special thing with me. <laughs> I go, oh, yeah, is it this? We all were being... Do you know what David's doing now? So David left... special Temple. thing with somebody yeah. else. No, he's doing special things with people like Gal Gadot and stuff like that. He basically trains people for supermodel, superhero movies. That's what he does. Oh, yeah, that's who I use. Yeah. Do you think I need to meet him immediately? <laughs> no, very happily married with two children. Oh. Anyway, I've committed with Victor. Oh. So I shook his posted. hand. WhatsApp group, we need to keep us posted and we want a picture I will, tomorrow. and I will actually send you a picture. No, it'll be Friday and I'll send you a picture. But okay. I literally crawled after half an hour of just doing... Three little repeat things. I crawled to this um, podcast. I did. No wonder you're starving as well, my darling. Oh, yeah, of course. That's Sorry. Oh. Yes, no, mm. Nadine's pointing at my question. Mm. And now that Trini's bought wafers, I'm going to start eating mm. caramel wafers. No, I like wafers. it when, when it just organically goes off into these ridiculous Victor-based chats. Um, this is just turning into ASMR. Everyone's just eating. It's fine. Oh, Tranny, Tranny and I... Tr- Tranny, 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 sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. That a lot. Trini and I have been having the same discussion about... We've, we basically have been circling around each other and I suspect we need to become really good friends because we've got so much in common. But our fitness journey is identical. Mm-hmm. Absolutely identical. Have you got a rotator cuff injury too? No. no neck and my, three. Oh, yeah, and mine was C four, C five, and they mm. collapsed. It's like that scene in Jaws where you just like got your neck out and your arm out. My arm went completely numb for six months. Oh. Oh. Show me the way to go home. That, that, I'm that. tired and I wanna go to bed. <laughs> Jaws showing. Yeah, that's what you just yeah. said. Keep well, up, darling. Eat your well, sandwich. Sure. You'll feel better in five minutes. Right. Oh, you treated me like I was a three-year-old man. <laughs> I'm acting like one. You um do that with your mouth closed and. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to ask you, who do you admire most in life and why? I never buy tea from coffee shops because it is nuclear. Um, oh, God, I can't just choose one person. Well, I'm imagining Jane Fonda's in the mix at the moment. In different fields. Like, in different fields. Yeah. Like, different person, person, in different fields. Field. If I can choose four or five, let's do them. Um, it would be somebody like... They would all be older women. Mm-hmm. Oh, Michelle Obama's younger than me, but it was somebody it'd be somebody like Michelle Obama, uh, Jane Fonda, uh, Anita Roddick, um, 
it would be, they or they would all be really powerful, mm. ballsy, outspoken women. Um, there wouldn't be a man among them. No, really? No, oh, I would have men. Who, who are yours? Okay, and I love men. Okay, um, I'm gonna tap dance for a few more seconds while mm. Caroline's following. No, and I absolutely, ad- I absolutely adore men. I wouldn't want a life without men. Men are essential to my happiness. Um, but I am, my heart and my soul mm. is automatically attracted to women. Yeah and powerful outspoken women brilliant interview I listened to the other day with Jamie Lee Curtis and she was talking about the new Halloween movie as essentially a metaphor for the Me Too movement and women being sick of this shit and Michael Myers being the embodiment of all of that and she said but men I love men I'm married to a great man Jim Cameron wrote the role I think it was in True Lies for her she said some of my best greatest opportunities have come from men I don't hate men I just thought it was something I'd I'd never heard anyone articulate it that was brilliant I will find that and send it to you. Hmm. And well, what was your initial question? Um, who do you admire most in life? Um, ultimate people with work ethic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry. absolutely, hundred percent. Work ethic. I have no time for whingers. People who complain, unless you are literally, you know, someone who's in pain. Don't get mm. me wrong, or you have real suffering. I understand that, but I always find people who have real, genuine suffering, either physically or with their families, they moan the least. They t- it tends to give you resilience and you kind of get on with it and you know um, we're such a pull your boots up and get on with life yeah, couple aren't we, we? Are. Mm. Um, but in terms of sort of like uh, f- you know famous people I don't look up you can mention the O word when you're right yeah no I love Oprah say. because Oprah kind of um, was pivotal she was the first person who had spoken on TV the way she spoke that it was perfectly fine to say I'm having a shit day. That it was perfectly fine to say I want to kill myself. My son's died, and I'm never, not going to make it through the week. Mm-hmm. Or you know, um, I was raped. Or you know, mm-hmm. she kind of brought that conversation into your living room. And I think uh, I think there's a real danger of the younger generations don't get the difference she made. Mm-hmm. Certainly, when I was raising my two boys, who are now 27 and 24, because she would have people on how to raise boys. You know, mm. this whole, this whole, and I love men, and I always, you know, I kind of have to, I love women, and I love people in general. I think mm. that's why I'm good in retail. I love people. I also detest some people, but most people, I think, What's, and I swear most people are genuinely good. What do you detest? What don't you like? Uh, Wingers, thieves, arrogance. Laziness. Laziness, I bore. Um, people who aren't with. loyal, backstabbers. You know, just the people most people don't like. You know, <laughs> just just around someone you think your karma is black. Get away from me. <laughs> you know. I learned a good term the other day. Go on. You know, we were always talking about narcissists because I, Emma introduced, no, Jackie you, Ripley introduced me to a podcast about this amazing woman YouTube. that was talking about YouTube, about podcast. Dr. Romani. She's amazing. Who Emma's trying to get on. And I learned a new one the other day, malignant narcissist. Mm. So there's whole levels of narcissism. And that's what you're talking about, that malignant narcissist. Mm. We've also coined feminist to talk about feminists who aren't very nice to women. Oh, I hate that. People who pretend they love women and actually yeah. you know that they talk about them all behind their back well it's, it's not so much that they talk about behind their back but it's, their level of feminism is so strict that it's a you can't sit with me feminist yes, movement yes, yes, you're yes. not cool enough or smart mm. enough and, and you don't have like a men. big deal I'm like of course I like men I'm married to one I've got three sons mm. don't try and get me to hate men I'm trying to raise them mm. you know raise good ones yeah Trini who do you um, admire most in that? you didn't actually name names Caroline apart from O the big O 
People with work ethic, I like that though. It doesn't have to be a specific yeah. human being. People who just want to get on and have a good life and, you know, who don't blame other people for their problems. Mm. Mm. I don't like people who just want to blame others for that and don't own their shit. Mm. Own your shit, have a work ethic. You know, shit happens to everyone. And I, you know, but you know, we're in 2018 and we live in a Twitter world. So I know that in saying that, I have to counteract it with, I'm not disregarding anyone who's been through real tragedy mm. or drama or anything like that. You know, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, it's the people who everything is someone else's fault. Mm. Oh, just get over yourself. It's man. heavy that energy. That's yeah. what I think when you're around it. Stop moaning, Jesus Christ. I mean, I'll walk away. I will literally just be like, oh, whatever. I, I, they're energy drainers, energy vampires. And I will say this, death and, eaters. I, and I will Harry Potter death take, eaters. Before I hit the rock bottom, I was a massive whinger because I didn't realise that I could fix it, so I would just talk about it a lot. Mm. And I would think, well, if I talk about it, and if I get you to agree with me, then maybe it'll be better. Mm. And the, the jigsaw pieces hadn't... Fitted. Misery loves company, yeah. and I just think... You know, and also here's the big lesson. One of the people I admire, who's men wise, and tr- we have a 29. I know, like this, Gary V, because what I love about him, he's very repetitive. So if you watch him on YouTube, he kind of repeats himself a lot. But it, the message, the, the message gets through because what he says a lot is, "No one gives a shit, buddy. Mm-hmm. No one gives a shit. We've all got our own stuff going on. No one wants to sit next to you hearing about how your job sucks, how your parents sucked, how this sucked. You know, no one gives a shit. You have to sort yourself out. Mm-hmm. That's what I don't get about." a younger generation oversharing on Instagram because I totally understand going harping back to your that beautiful story you told about um, yesterday and what it meant to you and, and sharing because you wanted to communicate but it wasn't something you felt you did I don't share a lot personally about my life my social media is professional it's not personal if somebody died in my life or if I lost a pet or anything I wouldn't share it mm-hmm. and you Caroline are very similar to that mm. when we went up to Trini's pop-up and Monty had gone missing and mm. you went whatever you do don't say anything and I mentioned it to Trini and Trini then mentioned it on where's air where's your and, cat where's your like, cat is that oh. right so and I don't understand because and it's not that I don't want to share with my followers because I quite often share on DM my life well, in that case somebody would see her cat yeah, no, yeah, well, no I we that. totally get totally it. No, you're absolutely right, but she'd had a million messages already. But what I don't understand is I just don't think people care that much. And I don't want to bore them because yeah. it's my shit and I've got to deal with it. And I've got my close friends for that. I think that there is... I wouldn't agree with that always because I think sometimes by you sharing something allows somebody else to have a voice and share it. Oh, 100%. And, and so I think, I think two different that there's, there's two slightly different things, but it's like, you know... I don't know. I don't know how much I share on... I share a lot I don't about, think you share a lot. I mean, I don't share what's going on. I hardly ever mention my partner. But when you were talking, and who do you most look up to? In it, I might have specific people, but I do most look up also to Charles. And that's mm. because he is at a very... You know, he's 20 years older than me, and I am doing now as a business at the stage of my business what he was doing 30 years ago mm-hmm. so even though it means I don't get to be around so much that our relationship is not in a place where I'm always home at 5 you know it's kind of like I get up at 6 and I come back at 7.30 he understands more than anyone else mm, yes. what, what it means, takes yeah. to, build a to build a business to build a business and so but also he challenges you and I think Jim he challenges me way. so much mm. and he'll challenge me on you know, there's stuff which he'll know more about than I will ever know, and there's stuff where it's of an era that he's not interested to learn to know. 
you know, which is technical things on social media. So he couldn't grapple with stories and lies and whatever. Why, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And, and he didn't get it. So he's like, I don't get it. So mm. not interesting to me. But, you know, bring it back to the most basic things. Investors when investors. When I... Mm. Well, not, not even investors, because fundraising is something that's kind of my bag. Mm. But just like he'll say to me, like I'm designing my stand at the moment and I've got tons of mini stacks, like as, as things. And he goes, but where are the stacks? And I go, what do you mean? I said, I've got the pillars, I've got... These but where are the stacks? Where are the actual You've got products? the individual product, where are the stacks? Mm. You know, do you not remember one thing? So he'd be really tough with me. Mm. And and then I'll be like, you know, how can I be so goddamn stupid that in this whole stand, which I spent two months designing, suddenly, because I threw out something that could look like Charlotte Tilbury with the looks, because I happen to have done that 20 years before in a book, but I'm bringing this thing back of, you know, you do it by your, um, by a kind of look, and that's a stack. Um, I then took out the stack. Threw out the baby. Stack stack the I threw out the baby. So then mm-hmm. he was like, mm. and so... He tough will, love he is will so be important, very though. tough with me. Yeah. And probably in a weird way, that's similar to how my father would have been with me. Mm-hmm. And it's only not because it's a father syndrome, it's purely because my dad my dad and Charles probably are, are ten years apart. So it just it's more similar. But but I would really respect my dad's decision. And that element of respect is an interesting word because mm. respect can be when it's a woman to a man, be deemed but I just respect him. Like mm. I respect my 18-year-old irritating nephew because he's, you know, got a voice, has a certain confidence, will always come up with an answer, is like a Duracell battery and kind of can actually maybe teach me something. So I shouldn't be as arrogant to presume, which we might have been done 30 years ago, where we think an 18-year-old could never teach you anything. They've got to learn it. They've got to get the experience, Mm. you know. So... Respect I kind of key, I do. I, I do. Think, think I feel bad when I hear women, you know, moaning about their partners on social media. That's yeah. That's to me. I would never. Jim would mm. leave me in a heartbeat, mm. and I would leave him. Yeah. The, where's your respect if you're yeah. slagging off your partner on social yeah. media? Who does that? Mm. And I, yeah. I tell you, does it younger people? Mm. <laughs> younger people. You never see people our age. Those millennials. Yeah. Like don't don't do it. Why would you? And also, why are you with someone you have no respect for? That yeah. tells me I have no respect for my, yourself. My bugbear is. Um, young mums with two young children going on about how difficult parenting is. Please don't talk to me about Nadine, you know it's my bugbear. It's my bugbear massively. So they'll do that whole <laughs> oh god, I can, I'm just absolutely exhausted, I've had to get the three kids to school I've no today sleep. I've got no sleep and I've got the day off and I must go into uh, Waitrose. Waitrose or Zara <laughs> and I'm like uh, yeah my mum used to drop us off at the corner of the road, we walked to school and then she went to work in a factory. Get over yourself. No one and my mum never that's, complained. That's Don't she never complaining. complained. Yeah. You're so wrong. privileged. Also, I have friends that couldn't have children. Yeah, Just up. take your head out of your ass for yeah. a second yeah. and realise what you're moaning about. You're in such that, a position I mean, of I will, privilege. I will complain about my kids in the way that... In a it, very funny way. In a way that is... <laughs> very clear that I adore them yeah. would die for them I call yeah. you mama bear but mm. they irritate the shit out of me because we're human I'm mm. not going to do airs and graces they can be annoying as no but you never complain about being a mum no god no yeah. it's my absolute dream it's my mm. life's privilege I don't just I don't cry. know I don't know no, don't make her cry throw the tea on her if need be mm-hmm she can't quite she's screaming. Uh, well, to be fair, I was at a funeral 24 hours ago, so yeah. I'm very heightened emotions. Yeah. And I think all three of us, we just th- there's that sense of realising that you're, you are in a position of privilege. So be careful mm-hmm. about what you criticise yeah. or moan about in your mm-hmm. life because it's very much first world problems. Can I, can I be really bitchy for two seconds? Because mm-hmm. I know you're Do all going to laugh. Yeah. My favourite is a 25-year-old who's been in a relationship for six months giving a relationship advice video on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> 
Come back to Literally me after 25 years. 30 years yeah. next year. Yeah, like, come no. on. Well, mate. You're setting yourself up for six months later. It's our breakup video. <laughs> One of my friends um, was criticised by a pregnant fem- pregnant female colleague, obviously female, um, for not using a Not key. necessarily. Not necessarily, of mm, course. For not using a keep cup. And the response was, I'd have to use this twice a day for 94 years to um, create 100 grams of uh, non-carbon dioxide. Your baby's going to have a carbon footprint of 9,500 tonnes. <laughs> so you lost me as a keep cup. These cups you take, travel around with you in your bag and you give them to the person who's making your coffee so that you glass. keep your own cup. You don't use plastic. <laughs> See? <coughs> OK, I've got to go now. <laughs> I really, I seriously have. I have Erica Davis in my taxi in three minutes. Is she going, meeting you downstairs? Yeah. Oh, well, she will come and say hello. Oh, come and say hello. Oh, she used to be my uh, do the fashion on the sun. Yes, I know. When I did a column on the sun. Adored her. Adore her. She's she fabulous. Has an excellent Instagram feed. She has a fantastic Instagram she is feed. She's so stylish. Talk it's about really somebody. Offensive. I know Talk she's about really. Talk about editorialises her feed brilliantly. Yeah. Though. But yeah, she's also a nice person. Mm. Thank God you I don't know. have to be a twat. I know she's so nice, and I love uh. the what she writes. Mm. She's great. She's, she's a brilliant writer. She's really great. Are we carrying on or we're not? Well, we've got the studio until one. Is um, it not one? Oh, we've got three minutes one, then. But I don't oh. know if anyone's coming in immediately afterwards, so we can maybe... Will you give Erica our love? Yes, I will. So I'm going to leave and you're going to talk about me. We are. No, oh, we're we do so what's are. Group. And it's going to be called Victor. Yes. Victor. Victor, hashtag Y. Victory. Yes. Oh. That's oh, our what's journalist. Group. Okay. We're going to start Victor. one. Also, if we do talk about you behind your back before you turn up, we'll just be able to listen it's to the podcast. I mean, <laughs> of course, darling. Come on. Yeah, but Victor's going to help me give birth to my baby. Oh, because you know, I eat and it's like. Oh, please. But I tell you what, means I do a want. Food baby, by yeah, the way. Baby. But, like, you know, that's why I shouldn't eat bread. Birth to a baby. I mean, I know I'm skinny. She's birth showing birth us baby. her tummy now. Because oh, yeah, I came in and you were You've got great my skin. And then you they just go. You know, I have one bit to eat. Anyway. Do you take probiotics, Trini? So many. I take a rattling amount. Of course you do, because of Shabir. Yeah, I mean, I just, I literally take 13, I take about 38 vitamins a day. Um, And a lot of people, I did do one or two on Instagram, taking them, people just saying, literally, I can hear you rattle. That's how many I take. Also, I just say, whatever you get your energy from, I want, because yeah, you just yeah, do yeah. have the well, physical energy of an 18-year-old. Like flower, sage, cherry, <laughs> probiotic, super digestive enzymes, <laughs> magnolia, I've said that already, oh, just sent skin me enhancing properties, something, um, some green tea extract. Oh, a lot, it's a lot of green tea, is I it? I think someone's so just caffeine. looking through the window, so when right, you, you get out, we'll, we'll I'm coming! Are they are they calling you or are they calling us? Oh, I don't know. They might be calling us. Oh, I want to see that silver jacket, that Baco foil jacket that was by. Okay, okay. Right. where we're going? Yeah, okay. it's a wrap. All right. Um, thank you, Trini. Thank you, Caroline. Thank you, Nadine. This has been the Emma Gum Show. We might have to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> we need a part two to this. We Putting the world to two. rights for angry Great. women. Thanks, ladies. That was fantastic. Oh, superb. Come say hello. Oh, let's come say hello, oh, I really like Erica. Who is your jacket coat by, by the way? Sorry. Oh, thank, you. thank you. We're done. Osman. Awesome. 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 Osman, this is. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And steel. Steel car. Thank you very much. As ever, I'm just popping in before you go to say that if you have enjoyed this episode of the show, I would love to hear from you. Why not email me at thebeautypodcast at gmail.com or you can send me a direct message on Instagram and Twitter where I'm at Emma Guns. 
This show was at your request. This was a show that listeners had asked me to create, and so here it is. So if you want me to get anyone else on the show, if there's anyone that hasn't been on the podcast so far that you would like me to go after and secure an interview with, or if there's someone who's been on that you would like me to have back on, please do let me know. If you ask for it to happen, it goes straight to the top of my to-do list, and I go hell for leather trying to make it happen. I promise you that. Thank you once again. If you enjoyed this episode (laughs) as much as I, it was just, it was, you got gold. It's exactly what happens when the four of us get together. If you enjoyed this episode and feel so inclined, I'd be so delighted if you could hit that subscribe button, whatever it is that you stream and download this episode. And if you do have the function, if you can click those five stars and maybe even leave a couple of sentences about what you like, that would be so stupendous and would help a show like mine stand out on these massive podcasting platforms. Thank you once again for listening. I cannot wait to get your messages and to hear from you. And I will see you on the next one. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen.